0: It's not supposed to be just a mere presupposition. Truth is older than language, but the word of God is way deeper than any human language. And now, Apostle Grace with the Word. In Ecclesiastes, the 10th chapter, the 5th verse, the Bible says that there is an evil which I have seen under the sun. There is an evil which I have seen under the sun as an error which proceedeth from the ruler. Folly is set in great dignity and the rich sit in low place. He says, I have seen servants upon horses and princes walking as servants upon the earth. Whoa. Let me explain this. So, the man of wisdom has seen something evil on the earth. That means it's not supposed to be in the normal course of things by all manner of law, divine or otherwise. That God has ordained certain things, certain realms, certain places, certain boundaries, certain experiences to Define where we are placed in life. To define where we are supposed to be positioned in life. Because your positioning is everything. Without positioning spiritually, you have no direction. You have no direction. It doesn't matter whether you move like one who has direction. Without positioning, you have no direction. So there are laws that God has given to govern our positioning, our appointments spiritually our confirmations spiritually, our competences spiritually. When he says that promotions come from neither east nor west, but they come from God, in whom there is no shadow of turning within. He puts down one, the Bible says, and then raises another because he's the judge of all. That means there is a law that governs promotions in the spirit. People just don't get promoted. People are just not placed in different positions whether you're talking about your church positions, ministry positions, your business positions, your career positions, your institutional positions, your government positions, people just don't get into positions. There are laws that govern that. And so the man of Ecclesiastes has seen that an evil has befallen the earth because in how the appointments are determined, in how the blessings are defined, he sees that there is an error with those who make those blessings, with those who appoint those people, with those who draw those positions. He says there's an error with the ruler, that there are men, there are people in this world who are given power to defend the destinies of certain people and he sees, but some of them do it against the laws that govern the blessing, the positioning, the promotion of these people. Do you understand what I'm saying? That means whether you want it or not, whether you believe it or not, in this world, there is somebody (laughs) out there that God has placed in your destiny to advance you, to tilt the balances for you, to open a door for you, to take you to your next level in life. God has put it with men, with certain individuals. They're there in the world. Some of you, God has ordained Certain people in your destiny, in the ask to come. You don't even have a clue about them because they're not your color, they're not your skin, they're not your tribe, they don't even come from your country or your ethnicity. But God knew very well who you needed to get to the next level of your life. And they're just waiting for that time. But their place in your life can be frustrated, especially if you're ignorant about the patterns that govern building your destiny. Because destiny is a built. Success is not a mistake, especially for a man who walks in the spirit, a man or woman who is represented in the other realm. Success is not a mistake; it's not an error. There are people who are learning to live a successful life by truth, and there are people who think that success is just given entirely to the place of luck. You're just lucky. You're just fortunate that you knew this person. No, it's more than that. You must understand that there are laws that govern that success, that promotion, that blessing. So there are people in the world who are defining the destinies of some people. They're defining the story of certain people. These, the Bible calls them rulers. So he says, I have come and I've seen an error on the earth and the error this time is with the ruler. leader. Now, I could teach something about leadership there, something so deep. But look at nations, look at kingdoms, look at empires, and the fact that there are certain people as rulers who can make certain decisions and switch, frustrate, divert the destinies of certain individuals like he saw in Ecclesiastes. He saw that because of certain rulers, the foolish were set in great dignity. They were given certain positionings that they were not supposed to have in whichever fora you can think, whether you're talking of political or social, financial, whichever way, even in the church, that certain foolish people were given great places in the ministry, in the business, in the church, in the government. And, he said, he also saw the rich sit in low place. He saw the rich sit in low place. And rich might not necessarily mean financial. You could be rich in knowledge, wisdom, or any other thing. Your craft, your skill, your talent, your training. You see? He says they are seated in low places. In other words, they are inaccessible to the ruler, to give to the world, the institution, the business, their gift and their craft, which should advance this entity. They're hidden. So you're in an organization and the guy's seated in a certain office. He's not supposed to sit there. And perhaps there is a more trained, a senior person in the same organization and they're hidden somewhere. They're doing a very inferior job. And then they bring this little girl or boy and then they sit in an office. They don't even know their way around. They don't even have the character of that office. They don't understand the wisdom that works in that office. They're going to take the business backward one day. They don't even have a clue that they're not qualified. Some, some do, some don't even know that they're not qualified enough or that there's somebody better. And it's in the power of the one which is appointing. Then he says, because of this, we have seen servants upon horses and princes walking as servants upon the earth. Somebody has placed the prince below and he has placed the servant above. Oh, and servants supposed to sit on horses? God's issue with a servant is not just their stature or state of being. It's about the mindset that they carry. Because a servant on a horse means that you have given somebody a positioning that they don't have the mindset to control. They don't have the ability, their inner strength that comes with the wisdom of God to stand in that particular power. And many of them are destroyed in the process. I've said this once, that you cannot build a million-dollar idea with a minimum wage ethic. The ethic, (laughs) the ethic, (laughs) the ethic of a minimum wage earner is different from the ethic of a million-dollar earner. It's two different people. They think differently. They see things differently. It's those little small things. For example, timekeeping. Poor people are usually late. That's the truth. You have no respect for time. Even when they hear you preaching it now, they're going to come late tomorrow because they're poor. You see what I'm saying? They cannot manage their own personal time. That's one example. That one defining ethic of any successful man or woman I know, they know how to deal with time. When we tell you that Fanero starts at 10 a.m., whether you are in your living room or you're not, it will start at 10. On Thursdays when we open service, and we tell you that Fanero begins at 5, whether you have come to the ground or you have not, we have to start. Because that's the ethic that is necessary for us to sustain the ministry as it should be. I have seen pastors Who wait for the members to come? And then they start service. So they live by the conveniences of their members. They are servants of God, but slaves to men. Listen, God has called us to be servants to men as we are servants of God. And I can only serve you as far as I'm submitted to the will and purpose of God. If in my service to God, I frustrate some law, of God then I have a problem with God because I'm serving God as I serve you you see so he comes first if he says this is what you're supposed to do for this person I will wash your car I will clean your dog I will brush your shoe I will wash your feet because it's given to me I have the grace for that as a minister are you following but if in doing it then you frustrate the law of God and before God then I seem to perform some error or iniquity in the process of serving you then you are enslaving me as a servant of God and that is not right because that's Jezebel you see what I'm saying and I know many ministers who are servants not of God anymore but servants of men they move by the conveniences of men but God has said you shall start your service at 10 a.m. But what if they sleep? What if they're late? What if, yeah, God will give them the grace to do it because he's God. Many of you, perhaps you've even learned to adjust to time when you join this ministry because in your former church, they studied anytime they wanted, they prayed anytime they wanted. Now, but you've learned. You see, I don't see a choir member late at the time they're supposed to be on the pulpit at 10 and they're not here. It's not possible. My choir is early. The guys of the equipment are early. The guys of the lights and camera, they are all early. Why? Because we've built that culture. It's part of success. And there are many other things that we have to build. As ethic, they're ethical. They define the foundation of what we're trying to build and how high or far we're going to go. Somebody shout, Amen. So, we have seen the ruler, those that have been given power, placing people in the wrong places because they do not perhaps walk in the wisdom of God. Now, let me take it a little bit deeper here. You are in a nation, okay, and your leader Whether a district leader, mayor, minister, president, whichever, your leader, wherever they are, makes a decision that is going to affect you as a community financially. And then your wage is cut, your income is frustrated, your salary. Perhaps it's taken away or a portion of it is taken away because somebody made a decision. Somebody made a decision. You see? That means you have been placed (laughs) in a wrong place because somebody woke up and made a decision. They could be right in that decision. They could be wrong in that decision. Notwithstanding, they have made a decision that has affected you. When you look at nations and the wars they're dealing with corruption, why are they dealing with corruption? Because some of the decisions, if somebody wakes up in the morning and diverts money to a wrong cause or a different cause or for their own benefit and does not benefit their people, they have robbed of somebody. They've placed their people in a different place from where it was ordained or planned for them to be. And this happens. You see, there are hospitals in certain nations that don't have access to medical facilities or welfare because somebody diverted funds. There are kids who are not in school, perhaps in certain places of the world, because somebody diverted funds. There are elderly people that are not getting the treatment that they need because somebody diverted the funds. So he placed them in a wrong place. And perhaps this person also appointed people of like mind. With their folly, he set them in great dignity to lead and direct and execute. And some, like the Bible says, have sat on the seat, the throne of iniquity. They have wrought mischief by some law. They use the instruments that were given to them to serve people and turn them to destroy the very lives that they are supposed to serve. You see and the christian is also subject to those what circumstances the conditions because you live in that nation and you live in that community you live in that company you're in that business you're in that school but a decision has been made recently one of our neighboring nations one ruler woke up and said that from today if you don't have a degree or something of some training you're not allowed to operate a church <laughs> But I know people who have doctorates in theology and they've done the worst evil in the world. Because evil is not subject to how much books you have studied. Oh, I know somebody who is using that degree of theology, that master's degree of theology, to frustrate the work of God. The Pharisees were trained people. They were taught. You see, they were doctors of the law. But these are the very people that crucified our Lord and Savior. So yes, they were educated. But you have not defined what education. You see what I'm saying? So I'm not against ministers going to Bible school or being taught. But I have a problem when that has to be the qualification for somebody to serve God. That is wrong. Because then you're submitting God to your understanding as of to assume that he can only do that to separate or consecrate a man for his work. And that is wrong. They found a man casting out devils in the name of Jesus. And they were living. And they said, we forbid him. We refused him because he doesn't go to our Bible school. He doesn't go to our university. He did not go in the training while we were trained. He doesn't have the certificate that is supposed to be given by the umbrella organization. The Christian umbrella organization. We refused him. And Jesus told them, come on, why would you forbid this man? He says, do not forbid him, for he is not against us. He is for us. You see? But here is the challenge, that they find a man doing exactly what Jesus told them to do, but he was not in that Bible school. (laughs) Somebody said the devil is a liar. So that's a decision that is going to affect many people. Yes, it worked for some to go back to school, but it will frustrate some because some might even go to the wrong schools. You see what I'm saying? With or without Bible school, we have the Holy Spirit and He is a great teacher. He is a great teacher. So I'm not against going to Bible school. I recommend it. Some people need it. There are people, some have even sponsored myself and I paid and I said, go to Bible school. You see, but don't judge one because they don't eat. But that's a decision that would affect the whole nation. And some ministries had to close immediately or otherwise because they needed to go back and rearrange themselves. You see? If you read history in Europe, nothing has killed people like religion. You read the histories of Europe, Ireland and France, Germany, you'll see what religion has done. But when these trained people, did they go to some sort of seminary or Bible school or something? They did. But they gave hell to men and people died by the millions in the name of faith. We've seen people who go to train in some sort of training and then they come back so extreme and they, 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 they kill each other, put bombs on themselves and explode because they were taught. You see what I'm saying? So, it's not just enough to say go do this or go do that. There's many other aspects that define the making of a man. Somebody shout hallelujah. So anyway, many decisions are made about us, concerning us, and some will favor us. Some are for our good, and some might even be painful, but in the end bring an answer. You see? But there's some which are there to destroy and frustrate the destiny of the child of God, and this man, the man of wisdom, Solomon, he saw it and said, this is an evil and I've seen it in the earth. I've seen it working in the lives of people that many people in the world are subject to the wrong decisions made by those who are above them. And they have allowed to be enslaved under the yoke of those decisions. In uh, the book of Jeremiah twenty-eight, fourteen. The Bible says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, he says, I have put a yoke of iron upon the neck of all these nations that they may serve Nebuchadnezzar, the king of Babylon, and they shall serve him and I have given him the what? The beasts of the field also. One time God raised a man called Nebuchadnezzar. He gave him power over the nations of the world. That means they can only eat what Nebuchadnezzar feels they should eat. They can only eat build life and society and community and raise homes depending on what this man feels in his head should be done. He says, even the beasts of the field were also given to Nebuchadnezzar. That means he had control even over the beasts of the field. Now, it's so amazing that this little free beast that is moving somewhere in a park, in a forest, God can give it a leader. God can say, even that lion, it belongs to you. You have power over it. You might know it, you might not know it, but you have power over it. See, Nebuchadnezzar had power even over the beasts of the field, those of burden and the wild. See? So, you see that there was a yoke, there was a yoke that was put on all nations for Nebuchadnezzar to rule over them. So if he appointed a foolish man in position or in a position of influence and greatness, do you know what that does to a particular nation? Colonialism is not new to one Africa. <laughs> no. Some nations in Africa, even now, are still under the yoke of other nations. A man can write a letter from a different nation And define the destiny of another man in another nation. We've had them put sanctions on nations. Individuals. They have power over them. You see. We've had them block boundaries of certain nations. Because they have the power over them. We've seen some summon the leaders of other nations. To come and answer. Of their war crimes. (laughs) So who calls them? They summon, who calls them? Who would summon the president of the United States? Huh? Oh, President Bush, come and answer. The deaths in Iraq. Who would summon him? You see? Can you? You can't. Because some nations are under the yoke of other nations. And it's a hard truth. We still see it in Africa in how we're given aid in how they do businesses in our nations. Up to today, more money leaves Africa every year that it comes in. Go read. More money leaves Africa that it comes in by aid. Grant or any other sort of giving. Neocolonialism and many other things are still happening today. So I mean certain people are still under the yoke. I remember the time when COVID hit. Huh? The first time. And then through nations started making uh, vaccines. And then these rich nations forgot about the Africans. Which Africans did not have the hospitals to treat these people. And they had predicted that we're going to fall like flies. They saw graves, mass graves in their minds. In Africa, why? Because we don't have the hospitals, we don't have your masks. People are poor. They cannot afford many things. Do you know what? They made their vaccines. They made sure everybody was vaccinated. And then the surplus, they threw African nations. Take a little here, a little there. We're not going to care how they come. We thank God that they were even generous to give us something. (laughs) You see? But we saw African nations go on their knees pleading to get vaccines for their people because they were not able to have them. Yet these same people have not only colonized these nations, but have taken billions and billions of dollars out of these nations for hundreds of years. That's a yoke. That's a yoke. Why would it take long for the African to build their own vaccine? That's a yoke. And now when everybody has received, I remember in June as in the United States, and they would write on health centers, please come for vaccination. They were pleading with people to come for vaccinations when Uganda had only 800,000 doses. 800,000 doses. And notwithstanding that you needed to probably divide them by two because first short, second short. Huh? You see what I'm saying? In one nation, they are pleading with people to come for vaccinations another nation is under lockdown because they cannot afford a what? A vaccine. They don't even have any. But God preserved Africa. He preserved Africa. He did. He did. Somebody prayed a prayer that vaccines could not do. Somebody out there Must have called on the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Who can vaccinate where men cannot vaccinate? Who can operate where men cannot operate? Who can heal where men cannot heal? Somebody shout hallelujah. But nations are under yokes. Communities are under yokes. Continents are under yokes. Spiritual or otherwise. Churches are under yokes. In some churches... They have supreme leaders of the whole church. And if he makes a decision, it can affect the last person. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. And we're the leaders of these religious institutions. Strong people. They too make decisions and they are hard. You see, if the decision is godly, if it is not godly, you all sink. You see, in European nations now, you're dealing with the decisions that your very own leaders have made. The marriage institution. A religious leader says, we are saying as the religious leaders, uh, representing this religious organization, that we are for same-sex marriage. That's it. If you don't believe in it, you're gone. It will affect you. You see what I'm saying? In some states in America, some were even pushing to force certain people, certain churches to wed the same-sex marriage people because they felt that they had the right to, the rulers, made those decisions. And some of these churches are saying, no, but this is not what we believe. This is not who we are. This is not what the Bible says. And they don't want to know. It's a law. So it's possible to fall under a yoke of some sort of thing without knowing it. Are you following what I'm saying? So, when you become a child of God and you earn certain places spiritually, God has put a certain liberty that should liberate you from any man's power over you if it's not in the will of God. It doesn't matter how much power. Do you understand what I'm saying? In Ezekiel, the 34th chapter, the 27th verse, when he speaks about the destiny of Israel as he's redeeming them and he speaks forth what they should become and the healing and restoration of that nation, he says, the tree of the field shall yield her fruit and the earth shall yield her increase and they shall be safe in their land And they shall know that I am the Lord when I have broken the bands of their yoke and delivered them out of the hand of those that served themselves of them. Of those that served themselves of them. That's a very strong statement. I will deliver them and break the bands of the yoke on them. Get them out of the hand of those that served them of themselves. Those that used them as slaves. The Amplified Bible says the tree of life shall yield its fruit and the earth shall yield its increase and my people shall be secure in the land and they shall be confident, he said, and know and understand and realize that I'm the Lord when I have, listen, they will realize I'm the Lord when I have broken the bars of their yoke and have delivered them out of the hand of those who made them slaves of what? Of themselves. Who made them? Somebody can make you a slave. Without knowing that you are enslaved. And the next verse says. And they shall be no more a prey to the heathen. Neither shall the beast of the land devour them. But they shall dwell safely. And none shall make them afraid. Nobody will make them afraid. Nobody will tell you. That because I fired you. You are not going to eat food. If you don't come by this death, you're gone. You know there are people who are living in that kind of world. They're enslaved by some other sort of power above them. And it's not godly. It's okay if it is godly. It is okay. You can enslave me all you want if I know that I'm a servant of God. If I'm serving God. That one do all you want. Because we owe him our life. Isn't it? But anything outside the will of God anything outside the will of God, you were not called to be a prey to the heathen. You were not called to be devoured by the beasts of the land. You were not called to dwell in insecure places and fear. Some people are afraid every night they could lose their job, they could lose their welfare, they could lose their promotion, they could lose their money, they could lose their position. How do you sleep? waking up every day thinking that somebody one day is going to wake up and disqualify you from something and you're going to have to rebuild life again if you're that sort of person be free today in the name of Jesus because God has not called us to be like that he's not called us to that but the evil existed some people right now cannot access what they want to access Because they have accepted that they are in a third world country. And you have allowed the yoke of a third world country to hold you. You cannot drive a certain car because you're in a third world country. You cannot live a certain life because you're in a third world country. You cannot dress a certain way because you're in a third world country. You cannot build this because you're in a third world country. Oh your money, the value of your money is low. Oh your salary is this, oh your salary is that. You are enslaved. Listen. God is the creator of the earth. The earth and its fullness is the Lord's. And God does not see third world countries and first world countries. That is not in the Bible. It is in the ideas and the minds of men. You go to America and see. Walk on the streets of Philadelphia in certain places. And see what's happening. Some of them even live worse than certain places in Africa. Yet they are in the richest said richest nation of the world but they're begging on the streets they're sleeping on the streets and there is a man living in a mansion in the deepest place of africa so what do you mean is a third world what is a third world what is a second world those are semantics that men have built by idea And they convince us that this is how you eat because you're third world. This is how you dress because you're third world. This is how far you can go because you're third world. This is how much education you can have because you're third world. But some of us refuse that longer. Go! Somebody shout hallelujah. One time I was on a flight going for ministry. And then I was in one very famous airline and so we go in the lines and i was flying first class first class and business class were here and then there was a line for economy so i walk to my line and i was putting on a t-shirt and jeans little small bag and then of course there were some big guys who went before me putting on suits and all smart and stuff yeah they looked first class. So they enter. So I come in with my resting hair, t-shirt and jeans and then I walk like that and the man says, hey, sir, economy. Economy class is there. I paused like this and I lifted my hand and I told him, how does economy look like? How does economy look like? And I said it, with a louder voice, how does economy look like? Oh, and then there was an Indian man behind me. Oh, oh, did he just profile you? Did you say that because this man is looking like this, he cannot go first glass? Oh, the Indian man caused fracas right there. He raised fire. oh! And your manager must hear about this. This is not acceptable. It's not acceptable. It's not acceptable. I flew with this man and the guy was with me in the flight when we were boarding in the first flight. So he saw me sit next to him, you know. Oh my God, the man cut a wire for me. And then he started fighting. And I stood here like this child of God observing. Are you hearing me? Child of God observing. What are they doing to this sick man who thinks that because I'm black and I'm this color and I'm this small, therefore I cannot fly first class. What a yoke! The problem with many Africans, we just stay offended. Don't stay offended. Don't get offended. Let's prove them wrong. That is why when I'm reading, sometimes I read like I need to show some people that God can work and teach through a color like this. Are you hearing what I'm trying to say? We do things a certain way because we also want to show them that even in Africa, God can do certain things. That is why I tell my black boys, read your books like you want to change the world. Pray like you want to change the world. Marry like you want to change the world. Raise children like you want to change the world. Refuse to be called and profiled because of a certain color. Perhaps I didn't go to the best school. That's okay. We're going to prove to them that it's not about schools. Maybe you didn't have the right networks at the beginning. Maybe you're not a son of a rich man and you cannot exchange pleasantries with the children that you went to school with because they were the rich ones. That's okay. God can still raise you from wherever you are and put a story on your life. Somebody shout hallelujah. Because when God is appointing, he doesn't consider your color. When he's appointing, he doesn't consider your height. He doesn't consider your weight. He doesn't consider your nose or your eyes. He doesn't consider your education. No. The rest is not to the swift. The battle is not to the strong. Bread is not to the man of skill. Riches are not to men of understanding. Hallelujah. Glory to God. But the Bible says time and chance happens to them all. Yes. Somebody shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. Shout amen. amen. So we refuse. We refuse. We refuse. One time I was shopping. We were somewhere in a European nation. And we went shopping. And then you buy things. And then this person starts following you like they think you're going to steal something. Because I'm this color. So somebody had... The people that I wish, somebody had to ask, who is that guy? Why is he? Because I think he thinks it's probably this guy robbed somewhere to buy this. You see how they think? Now, those ones, when I sense it, I preach to you. I give you the link. I give you the link. One time, <laughs> I was invited in a certain nation, rich nation, and they had invited me to preach the gospel somebody had invited me somewhere in Europe and then this guy gets my paperwork and everything the interviews and then they write a letter back and say we don't feel we are comfortable giving you this visa because we are not convinced you will return Fanero? Ministries International? We wrote back to them and I told them I've attached a link of my ministry I've attached pictures of my ministry. And I want you to know very clearly, I have no business, no need or desire, no dream to live in your nation because I live in the most beautiful nation in the world. And I found God here and they gave me the visa. They gave me the visa because I told them I don't need your nation. They gave me the visa. Why? Because I'm free. Somebody shout hallelujah, I'm free. I told them, I'm giving you life, I'm trying to save your boys from drugs. I don't need to be in your nation, your kids are dying. They understood me and gave me the visa. (laughs) Are you hearing me? And after the conference, I returned back to my home. Why, why? Listen, I could live anywhere in the world, but I want to get it from here. And take it through the whole world. Somebody shout hallelujah. I wanted to be from Uganda and hit North East America, the islands, the coast, Europe, and we are everywhere. God TV is throwing us through the whole world actually. TBN, Calvary India, Malawi, Canada, we're everywhere from here because we're not under the yoke of their currency. We're not under the yoke of their economies. We're not under the yoke of their budgets. They don't need to budget for us. Are you hearing me? Heaven is our supply. Somebody shout amen. Amen. Glory to God. Some of you are dressed under a yoke. You're driving a car under a man's yoke over you. Your children are in a certain school because somebody has put a yoke over you. But you don't even know. Some of you are earning the money you're earning because somebody has put a yoke over you. Some of you are not able to go certain places because somebody has put a yoke on you. It's invisible, but it is real and it is working. And when the man of Ecclesiastes saw it, he says, this is evil. God has created men free. I say God has created men free. God never created boundaries. No, men did. And it will break your heart to know that in the scramble. And petitioning of Africa Africa was petitioned in a church somewhere in Europe. The plan to break this continent was done in a church somewhere in Europe. Are you following what I'm saying that even in Africa right now if a Ugandan is to fly to South Africa he needs to go through a certain process to go and see his own color. And people. And they sloped. We are up. We are the oldest stock of their genes. Our fathers are the ones who sloped down there. They are Bantu. You see what I'm saying? They are Bantu. Did you know? (laughs) Anthropologists have proved. Guys of science have proved. That the the oldest genes. Are traced around East Africa. The oldest. What does that tell you? <laughs> we are their grandfathers. <laughs> Glory to God. <laughs> Glory to God. Are you following what I'm saying? I'm not here to create decisions with color and skin and tribe. Some of us are beyond that. We're beyond that. We're really beyond that. That is why in Fenero, We don't appoint by tribe. We don't connect by color. No, no, no. We are connected by the gospel. For us, that's what's important. The American will submit. The Jew will submit. Because we have chosen to build a kingdom that is beyond ethnicity. That is beyond color. Or social status. Are you following what I'm saying? But to be under a yoke... And you wake up in the morning and iron a shirt and a trouser. But there's somebody who has determined what you should wear. You just made a choice within his choice. He first chose for you and then handed over to you to also make your choosing. You understand what I'm saying? To have an education. That's why I tell people even when you go through the usual education, formal, right? Educate yourselves beyond what the teacher can teach you. Be readers. Don't be subject to what only the one who taught you knew. Invest yourself. Oh, I read things. I read science. I read physics. I go chemistry. I read biology. I read engineering. I read every day, every day of my life. Almost, almost six hours of my life in a day. I'm reading something. I need to learn. I need to know how the world is. I've never gone to bed without learning something new for the past 13 or 14 years of my life. It's not possible. If I don't educate this brain, I feel like I've not eaten food. Why? Because we are on a very big mandate. But some of you, even the computer you're using, you don't even know it. For 10 years, you're sitting in front of a computer, but you can't even operate it right. A little small thing which you can read its beginning and end, it has failed. You're seated on a mixer, like my guys in studio, and the guy, for 10 years, there's a button you know, and you don't know what it does. It's there. (laughs) Some people have a problem. You're under a yoke. It's just one button like this, and you're looking at it. Some guy put a yoke on it. Because of your indifference. You cannot tune it, you don't know what it does and then one day you blow up things because you can't educate yourself. No, 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 no. That is not how God has called us. God has called us to knowledge. He's the God of knowledge. I refuse to be under the yoke of any man because the number one, number one catalyst is ignorance. When you do not know, when you cannot know, It becomes so expensive, anybody will take you for a ride. Do you know how many people are being deceived every day? Because Satan is the father of all deception. And they cannot tell the difference. Because the guy who is deceiving them is wiser than they are. He's wiser than they are. Do you know how many politicians are tricking people and telling them things they're not going to do? Because they know that's the only way you'll give them their vote. can deceive everybody but not a tongue speaking christian no by the time they tell you can say "Mm -mm -mm -mm." the spirit of god in me bears witness that what this brother or sister is saying is not true so they're determined and unfortunately even the church has built doctrines to further establish us in the destinies of bondage we're teaching things that are taking men in bondage deeper. Like we have read in history that some people use religious institutions to colonize certain nations. We have heard. God soften their hearts through faith and will come and take over. And that's why some people have none to do with religion because they think it was used as a tool, you know, to colonize. Yet, when you read the Bible, it's a beautiful thing. Somebody just abused it and misused it. Or if somebody came with that kind of intention, now we are awakened. We can read the Bible for ourselves. We cross the T's and dot the I's. We see. I tell people our generation is awake. Uh Uh-uh, we're not sleepy, we're awake. That is why (laughs) when I find somebody who has a university degree, a master's degree, and then they give an argument or a thought that is off. Sometimes I'm like, oh my God, the years of education. What a loss. That one is cult because he does this. And you're like, what? You went to school, you can add one plus two. And you read in scripture that you shall know a man by his fruit. And you can see fruit. And you still say, that one is a thief. This one is a what? And you're like, what? Education. They're also under a certain yoke. And it's mostly in Africa. Everyone is cult. In Africa, every man who does a miracle is cult. Every man who does something supernatural, exponential, amazingly big, is called. If he comes in a white skin, sent by God. (laughs) Ah, Somebody shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. Slaves were never meant to sit on horses. Princes why? And you might not be able to determine how. But already the scriptures you read have given you your placing and positioning in life. Revelations, he says, you are kings and priests to the Most High God. Do you know what that means? Do you know what that means? He has made us kings and priests, and I love that last line. It says, "And we shall reign on the earth. We shall reign." He didn't say we shall survive now this is so far, this is so far, this is so far, this is so far from many children of God, this is so far, so far, he said he's made us kings, it didn't mean there were no kings earthly, They were there, but he still made you a king, and he says and you shall reign on the earth, that means no child of God was called to be under any yoke out of the will of God, it doesn't matter how big, how important, how exposed, how right it is, that they make it true. Are you following what I'm saying? I am free. I am free. Yeah. I have it in my head. It's not pride, it's the truth. I don't need to meet anyone that is not aligned to the will of God. I don't need to meet anyone, it doesn't matter how important they are. I don't need to appear. With them in a picture to be important i don't i'm free because their yoke is not over me and neither does their name make me do you know how many religious leaders want to just stand next to somebody in the picture Chua! and then they say he knows me <laughs> if he knows you good if he doesn't know you it's still okay you understand what i'm saying Because God knows you. Let's serve our communities. Let's serve our leaders that God has given us. Let us add to them and show them that we support their cause. But let them also know that the church is free from them. Because the church is submitted to God. Somebody shout hallelujah. But there are some people, if he stands with a certain minister, honorable government minister like this. His place in the society has changed. Even when he goes back to the village, he'll be like this. I know the guy. I met him last week. And then you throw names around. But this generation, our generation, it wants to throw the name of God, you know. The time should come. You see, (laughs) I met a friend of mine, he said, you know, I was um, with uh, the leader last night and we talked and uh, so and I went back in myself and I said, God let the day come where a man says, last night I was talking to God and it should be more important. It's not against our leaders, but they are also subscribed to God. Isn't it? We're all submitted to what? To God. Refuse to be under the yoke of systems. Refuse to be under the yoke of patterns that you know are not connected to the will and blessing that God has pronounced over you. Like I said, tonight a great deliverance has taken place but many people don't even know. Some of you, you're just going to start seeing your salary is changing. And then you say, but how come my salary, how come I'm being promoted? Why? Because finally the veil, the yoke has been taken off you and you are appearing the way you really must appear. If you believe it, child, amen. In fact, receive it right now. Yes. Some of you, your status in society is going to change. Did he not say, kings shall come to your rising? Did he not say that strangers shall serve you? Did he not say that Gentiles will come to your light? Some of you are going to see. They call it tipping or stacking the odds for you or in your favor. Tonight something is happening in the spirit that is tipping the odds for you. That is stacking the odds in your favor. That when they think to promote, you will be the right person to promote. Why? Because you are a child of God. When they think to advantage, your name will come up. When they're looking for the wise your name will come up when they are looking for the established for the position for the Influential your name will come up Because you deserve it. It's who you are. He says I have made you the head and not the tail above and openness upward and upward only Forward you go When he says you're the head whether you have that degree or you don't whether you have the qualifications they need or you recently there's a guy who's in the ministry. He was appointed at a very, very senior position in a certain institution. Very senior position. And then he came and sat me down and told me, Apostle Grace, this what eh? day? And I asked him, what do you mean? He shook his head again and said, this what eh? day? And he said, do you know, I don't even have a degree. But these guys have given me jobs. They give people with master's degree. And I told him, shh, this is just the beginning. You're going far. (laughs) Glory to God. I told him, shh, not yet. Because when I look at the guy, I see he's going far. I see he's going far. Not by power, not by might, but by my spirit saith the Lord. Now let me speak upon you. Tonight, by reason of the anointing operating right now in this room, in your home, as you are watching, let me decree upon your life that tonight the Lord reads you, delivers you from any form of yoke, financial, spiritual, emotional, whatever yoke there is, career wise institution wise color wise education wise family wise whatever yoke that was on your life tonight in the name of jesus i break it off you may you be aligned in the destiny that god has so ordained for you according to the truth he said that you shall be the head and not the tail and from today you're going to see promotion upon promotion i decree and i declare that the odds are falling in your favor the lines are falling in pleasant places you have a goodly heritage i decree and i declare that men are flying from different parts of the nation and the world to come and advantage you that people are going to dream interpreting your dream, and people are gonna come with the potential to build what God has placed on your life. God takes away that veil that had hidden you with your wisdom, that had hidden you with your ability, that had hidden you with your potential, that had hidden you with the right heart that our leaders need to serve our nations and our governments and our institutions. I decree and I declare in the name of Jesus, be blessed in the place where you must be because God needs you to make the right decision for your nation, for your community, for your people, for your continent, in the name of Jesus. I decree and I declare that you shall not be hidden anymore, but you shall be seen wherever you go. Even when you sit in the darkest corner, they will recognize your presence. They will recognize your ability. They'll recognize your competences. They'll recognize your potential. They will recognize your dream. Men are going to come looking for only that which you have and they will be willing to pay for anything. get you said the lord you are going to reign in this life i said you are going to reign in this life the things of the earth both living and unliving are going to start responding to you because god has placed them under you not with you or above you the beasts of the field will agree with you he said the beasts of the earth will not eat you Whether natural beasts or those which are created by man, I mean, you will not die in accidents. In the name of Jesus, the works of men will not kill you. The plans of the wicked will not destroy you. In the mighty name of Jesus, the diseases that are made by men in love will be far from you. In the mighty name of Jesus, no weapon formed against the children of God shall prosper. I decree define health over you, not because you are in the best welfare providing nation in the world, but because God was wounded for your transgressions, he was bruised for your iniquities, he carried your sickness at that cross and he was raised for your redemption. You will live a full life, you will live healthier than those with the best facilities in the world. You will live richer than those that have the best beginning and foundation. Why? Because the rest is not to the swift. God began it and he shall see to accomplishment to the day of Christ give the Lord a mighty hand up of praise come on clap for Jesus like it is done thank you Lord thank you Lord dress as a king, eat as a king live as a king build as a king plan as a king revolve and evolve as a king does think as a king Meditate as a king. Dream as a king. He's given you all that pertains to life and godliness. He's blessed you with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places of Christ Jesus. Now, those of you who have never given your life to Christ, I want to give you the opportunity now. This is the most beautiful moment. Most beautiful. Say, Lord Jesus, I thank you because you shed your blood for my sins and was raised for my glory. Tonight, I receive you as my personal Lord and Savior. I'm born again. Amen. The message you have just heard was brought to you by Fenero Ministries International. Make manifest.